Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Episode one was a huge success, kind of. <laughs> was it? <laughs> um, it's, it's out there now. It's public. Um, public. <laughs> maybe you skipped it and maybe you were right to. No, Welcome you to weren't right to. <laughs> you weren't right to skip it. Go back and listen to episode one and two, because <laughs> this is episode three. <laughs> Oh, Rebecca doesn't like when it's not in chronological order. And I'm oh yeah. I'm, I encourage you, if this is your first episode, just hang on. Go backwards. It's fine. <laughs> I remember when I started listening to my favorite murder and I told you, like, you were there, like, oh, this is like my favorite episode. Go listen to this one. And I'd be like, but it's number 81. <laughs> I can't do that. I have to I start know, from I the started start. and I started on the newest one. And I worked backwards and mm. then I got to like episode 50 and I was like, I think now I'm going to go one to 50, but I was still listening to like episode 131, whatever the newest one was. <laughs> yeah. Um, so no, I'm <laughs> a bit OCD in that nature. I'm like, no, must start from the start. <laughs> um, and the thing is though, because at the start there, mics and that were kind of like, Ooh, it only gets better. It only get be- this is true. gets better. So let's hope the the same for our podcast. It's <laughs> very, very, very hopeful. Um, but yeah, um, <laughs> episode one is now live, and it was actually live a little bit too early. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I accidentally launched it early. Um, we so accidentally the- leaked our own podcast <laughs> without telling anyone. <laughs> So um, as we were promoting the podcast on Instagram going Friday 13th, Friday 13th, if anyone actually bothered to type our podcast name into Spotify, which one person did. Oh, who? One person messaged me and was like, oh, it, it's already up. And I was like, Shh, secret. <laughs> it was just for you. <laughs> um, yeah, no, because I had the website we've been using to launch um the podcast and things like that um they were having I was reading up on their distribu- distribution and they were having longer delays than usual and I was like oh no we said Friday the 13th it might not be out uh, <laughs> um so I was like will I just launch it early and it'll be up by Friday then and we'll be fine so I launched it like at half 11 11 o'clock on Wednesday night it was <laughs> up within like- 20 minutes <laughs> It was on within 20 minutes. Um, so so well, funny. Well done me. And uh, I know better now. But uh, so we were there having a chat being like, should we just announce it now? And I was like, no. No, we'll just, we'll, it'll be funny. It, it, we, we'll save it and we'll laugh about my utter humiliation on the next episode. You know, start as we mean to go on. Disastrous and unprepared. A hot mess. <laughs> a hot mess. Summarized. Hot mess. Yeah. <laughs> and actually what we should, like, I think with the way the podcast worked, um, we recorded episode one, we recorded episode two, and then the absolutely beautifully talented Katie O'Donnell um, saved the day and uh, offered to do some synthesizer music and write something for us for the intro. So this is the only time we've gotten to say thank you so far. Yes. Um, because we already had the episodes filmed and maybe we could have gone back and edited and we didn't. It was very bad of us, but thank you, yes. Katie O'Donnell. Massive you were a queen. Thank you. Um, and 
absolutely um she does amazing music um we sent her on episode one to listen to beforehand and she just completely got the vibe and the music is class um Mm. just absolutely couldn't thank her enough she is incredibly talented and we are very 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 lucky (laughs) she agreed (laughs) to do something for our hot mess of a podcast yeah and we're doubly doubly lucky we're just going to keep raising the roof here this is all the thank yous (laughs) this is all of them that we didn't get out our artwork is super cool and what I love actually is that the artwork and the music look like they're done by the same mind Mm. like Isabel and Katie um just collabed without ever knowing who the other was (laughs) yeah so I should probably do the big thank you for the artwork because the artwork is done by my sister Isabel um I asked her um she is a fashion art student at the moment in her second year and she's doing amazing um she is definitely the most talented in our family in relation to art I can't even draw a stick figure Uh, (laughs) I was terrible on all that kind of stuff and immediately went and asked her you know could Mm. you do something for me and kind of told her the vibe we were going for and she just oh some of the sketches she sent on to us we'll probably release those later on do you know if this podcast keeps going because they were just amazing I know Um, they were so good they were so good and you know she sent on so many ideas and just it's it's amazing and you know makes us look like a very professional podcast (laughs) it does we're just Um, surrounded by professional people yeah we are not professional people I'm actually we're we're trying from my bed (laughs) um you look so comfy though you you do I'm, look very comfy girl I'm not gonna lie I'm wearing fuzzy socks and my my um my leggings are lined oh. with a fluff and so is my jumper oh very nice <laughs> I am very very comfiest. nice yeah. so one of us is trying to be professional and sitting at a desk <laughs> the I'm other sitting at a desk every other week <laughs> with the ring light bitch <laughs> oh oh <laughs> I've got my fairy lights this week so this is true yeah she is looking Christmassy Uh, (laughs) I was inspired last week I was like must get some fairy lights yeah Uh, you're welcome for the inspo yes Uh, yes but yes so those are our thank yous um massive thank you to Katie and massive thank you to Isabel um girlies and one more little thank you slash shout out has to go to my beautiful gym mama my mama who has her own podcast fcpgm which is the fight coach the psychotherapist and the gym mama it's my stepdad my uncle and my very very cool mom who like I think it's hilarious that like my mom got to being trendier than me and making a podcast before I did (laughs) but your mom she is really cool I love your mom she is amazing um and she has her own book club so I know (laughs) I know and I haven't asked her but maybe the um maybe the opportunity will arise where we will be graciously joined by the gym mama yes (laughs) one day special guest star <laughs> yes but um their podcast deals with a lot of different themes every week they t- tackle um bullying and 
they tackle it from a, a psychologist aspect um, or a psychotherapist aspect. They tackle it from um, like an MMA kind of fight coach aspect and someone who deals with um, working with people towards their goals. And then they tackle it from a business owner and a mama, the gym mama. And uh, yeah, it's just a great podcast. Yeah. Just very proud of my very cool mom who loved episode one. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> one definite listener that's great yeah <laughs> can we talk about um the fact that we're graduates now again <laughs> <laughs> two times Woo! <laughs> two time champs yeah uh, we Rebecca and I just completed um um one of the hardest times of our lives <laughs> <laughs> we've uh we've probably both decided that we're now finished academic education I know I have for For now now. do you know I think you need a little bit of a break do you know my brain was fried um I was exhausted I had been um mentally just used (laughs) Um, (laughs) just you know you, you need a break you need time to build yourself up again afterwards and you know that break might span 20 years who knows <laughs> girl I don't know if I'm gonna I feel like the next time I'm in college they're gonna have to pay me to be there oh so you're yeah. aiming for a college job <laughs> oh you know it bitch <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm putting this shit on my cv <laughs> no and uh, we just graduated as um masters in music performance um this is the field that we have been talking about that no longer exists really but um I think like with lockdown and its challenges I think the number one um the number one highlight of lockdown was our absolutely chaotic dystopian graduation (laughs) that took place on YouTube yeah (laughs) It looked like it looked crazy. <laughs> it was like the weirdest green screen moment. Yeah, it, it kind of reminded me of, you know, when RTE started doing a little bit of green screen stuff for their six o'clock news and nine o'clock news. Like that very kind of, you can tell it's digital. It's not real. It's not even meant to look real background. Very, you know, like gray matrix kind of style. And you're Girl, really kind of going like... Oh, this girl, is where the money was spent. Me, it straight up reminded me of Hunger Games. <laughs> like it looked scary. Like, and I loved everyone on it. Like they're all like, amazing lecturers. Mm. And like the, even the college head is the loveliest fella. Oh, and they did yeah. really well, but the whole backdrop was so scary. <laughs> um, I don't think it was supposed to be, you know, scary. Um, I think it was supposed to show a bit of the college, but they didn't really get the realistic effect <laughs> so no they got like the cold and sinister glare of like really academia scary looking buildings um with really nice people in them and it was just the weirdest mm. juxtaposition because I'm watching this lecture um or I'm I'm watching this the speaker who we met at our first graduation when we did our degrees mm. it was amazing and gave such a lovely speech and then we're watching it with this weird side to side panning camera in this yeah. weird like architectural nightmare <laughs> but I mean at least it was something and you know it was yeah. it was interesting graduating in your own kitchen <laughs> yeah were you in your kitchen too I was, I was in my kitchen I was getting ready uh to go to work so I was there cooking dinner like 
oh my graduated. God, meanwhile, <laughs> me, me at like 12 p.m. still in my pajamas eating cereal with my housemate with the, the washing machine on so loudly next to us. So we have a- the volume cranked up and we're like, way. <laughs> Just a realistic view into the life of, you know, an adult after you graduate. <laughs> yeah, I was wearing, if I believe, um, you know, in pennies, you can get those like, uh disney like kind of knockoff trademark pajamas mm-hmm. i had the stitch ones on oh, so i was i was stitch. feeling real classy um <laughs> do you know what like with even though i am now a, a graduate and a master's holder um i still i realized like a really kind of um a reflective moment this week um i realized that i still have a lot to learn mm. and I like I I always knew my intentions were usually good you know they were good and this week they were good and my beautiful roommate my housemate Katie um who did our music shout it again way (laughs) (laughs) it was her birthday and I decided to order her something and it didn't arrive so I was like that's really strange and I was talking to my boyfriend and I was like, yeah, it's weird. It didn't arrive. It was meant to arrive Monday. And he was like, oh, right. Um, are you sure it was Monday? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And at this stage, it's like Tuesday evening. And I was like, it's just really weird. I'm wondering, did I get the address wrong? So he was like, sure, check your order. So I went onto this website and I check and I'm like, oh, it's next Monday. I'm very silly. And you would think this is the, the height of stupidity. It could not go any, oh, no. any higher. Wait for it. <laughs> Uh, then he asked me anyway what I bought her and I said I bought her a lovely little canvas print of her dog who recently passed and I thought it'd be a really nice present and he was like oh is it not a bit soon and I was like no I think it'd be nice because like it's just small and she'd have it in her room and just something to remember him by and he was like oh yeah yeah what size did you get and I was like oh um I think it was four by four I'll check there I thought it was four inches by four inches I go onto this website and it's 40 centimeters by 40 centimeters it's oh my god it's huge (laughs) oh (laughs) Rebecca's out with her ruler Rebecca oh no I didn't even think it would be that big Oh no. It doesn't even fit in the frame, girl. Of <laughs> doesn't even fit in the frame that I'm showing you. It doesn't fit the Zoom call. Oh like... god. I, oh, it's it's meant to arrive now tomorrow. And like I was crying laughing when I realized. So I was like, oh no, what am I gonna do? I couldn't cancel the order. It had already been shipped. I was like, oh Jesus Christ, what am I gonna do? And I was I was laughing so hard. I was crying my absolute eyes off. I I was messaging Rebecca, telling her what happened, and we agreed that like it's best to tell Katie Absolutely. that just so she knows my intentions were good and that I didn't think sending her like a massive forty by forty picture of her dead her dead dog on a canvas would be a good idea I mean oh, it was no. such a lovely idea but when you think of it like it, it it's pretty big do you know I I don't know where it's gonna go the house isn't big enough uh, well girl it's not like 400 centimeters by 400 like it, it's 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 okay it, 
it's just when you when you had thought of it as like this tiny little like cutesy gift (laughs) oh and the worst thing is that like it's only a photo that I like took off her Instagram so the quality is super bad Oh, Nikki. It's going to be a blurry, massive picture of her dead dog. <laughs> and I have no idea where we're going to put it. Oh, the intentions the intentions were pure. They were. They were so the, pure. The actual so outcome is terrible. <laughs> oh, it's... It was... Oh, and then I told her and like she laughed, but she didn't laugh as hard as I did. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I gonna need time to recover. Whew. We're gonna we're gonna need to post a photo of that thing on Instagram oh, when it arrives right. on the Grim Reader podcast. It, it's oh, gonna have to be posted wor- up there. And like, I had to tell her because I like addressed it to her as well. So imagine if I didn't tell her, and this photo arrives, and there's no card on it or anything. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> So uh, yeah, those are the kind of gifts that Nikki will get you. <laughs> An oversized canvas print of uh, your recently deceased pet. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like I was rubbing it in when you say it. Like <laughs> Which you weren't, you weren't. You know, Nikki, oh. Nikki does things with the best of intentions and with a very big heart. And with a very small mind. <laughs> you can't say that about yourself Uh, I speak truths not lies (laughs) oh my god oh but yeah that's been our week I was going to say something but you're not going to edit it out and then I'm going to be really embarrassed what I I, I was like at my leg and I thought I had a really long leg hair but it was actually my hair like from my head (laughs) (laughs) it's fine don't panic I love how that's what you're focusing on during the podcast recording. Yeah. It's like, oh, this really long leg here. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, interesting. <laughs> Let me play um, with it. Google oh. MD. <laughs> oh my God, no. <laughs> so much of this has to be edited out. Oh God. Oh, so much. <laughs> so much Good of it luck. has to be edited out. Like. Good luck, future tense, Rebecca. You hear the really ba- loud bang in Cork City. I didn't hear it, but I'm terrified oh, as I'd what say it was. I'm the only person. Oh no, it's fireworks. They're putting oh. um, bottles in their fireworks now to make them really loud. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. Like, and it happened again last night. Yeah, girl, that's not really weird. That's really dangerous. Yeah, it's really weird though. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I hate fireworks. I don't think they should be allowed. I feel really bad for the they, they are incredibly dangerous. But then to put bottles, you know, put them in bottles. Yeah. Oh yeah, make it a hundred times worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're so loud as well. Like, like it's really, really loud because apparently it's happening about like a 40 minute walk from us. And wow. it's like, loud as in I woke up <laughs> no I saw it trending on Twitter last night and I like looked into it and I was like oh god and um like people being like didn't hear it here didn't hear it here and I was like well I didn't hear it either um but it was like the what area Mayfield Montanati yeah kind of stuff areas yeah. so but uh that's Ooh. dangerous don't don't put, you know don't do fireworks at home don't put fireworks into bottles. 
don't put just, don't do drugs don't do fireworks yeah yeah i'd say that's it will we jump into the books yeah it's gonna be a really short intro <laughs> um right uh it's my turn to go first Ooh. oh girl wait no we can't jump into the books we have to actually introduce the podcast introducing the podcast yeah how about you edit this to the beginning no nah, i'm leaving it into the middle <laughs> <laughs> okay it's nah. gonna be disastrous okay um, so well let's try to introduce this podcast properly okay <laughs> so before we get to the books we get to the intro yeah that's oh that's kind of slick kind of uh, like that that's we that really clear, should like... introduce it at the start but we're really bad <laughs> Yeah, we're. Do you know what it is? Me and Rebecca have been friends for seven years now. Mm-hmm. So this is this is chaos. It's yeah. chaos. But welcome back to the Grim Reader. This is Nikki, and that is Becca. Yes. <laughs> There's no pauses when we're introducing ourselves this week. Because I introduced you, and you didn't have to wait on me. <laughs> I know. I think I leave the pauses in as well when you're introducing yourself. I'm like, nah, she has to learn. <laughs> I know. And today I just took the bait and just didn't even give you she a moment charge. to pause. I she took, took the reins and I rode this intro into town, boys. Um, but this is the Grim Reader where we judge each other's books by their covers. And then we tell each other how wrong we were. And we review said books. Sometimes it's positive. Sometimes it's absolutely a hellscape negative. But it's fun every time. Absolutely. <laughs> There's a tagline. Uh, I think it's my turn to go first. So I'm going to send you on my book cover. Um, yes. So I had to really search for a book cover. Um, and I'll tell you why after you tell your lovely story oh, about it. Okay. Ooh. Okay. So this is And Then There Were None. And it's an Agatha Christie. Mm-hmm. What's the name of that Agatha Christie? And it's got the word mouse in the title or rat or something. Uh, Mousetrap. Mousetrap. That's the yep. one. And then isn't there the one where there's a movie with Jude Law on a train? Uh, Jude Law is in it. Uh, Mur- Murder oh, on the Murder. Orient Express. Yes. Okay. Yep. So they are my only experiences of Agatha Christie. And I remember I had a childhood friend who adored her. And it was kind of out of spite that I didn't ever look into them. So I'm going into this blind. I Great. thought Jude Law was in Murder on the Orient in the, or the Murder on the Orient Express. Like I'm really going in blind. So um, what I'm looking at on this book cover is Agatha Christie red writing, and then there were none written below. And there's a little kind of a seascape where there's an island in the middle of a grey sky and a grey ski, grey ski, a grey. See, beautiful. And there's a boat. There's a huge, fucking massive, massive mansion, and there are some skelly bones pointing to it. Hmm. Yeah. A very interesting front cover. I think yeah, this is definitely a very old one. Yeah, the title is great. So, I'm thinking that this book is based on a private island which is um in the middle of this big lake 
and everyone around the lake is in a lower kind of a class so this private island and everyone's house is facing this immaculate island with like so many fruit trees and food and massive white walls and gorgeous animals like this island looks like a paradise and on that island there are two there's a couple living there with their perfect children and they all seem so perfect and so lovely but the people looking at this island are all living kind of more or less in the real world where everything's hard and everything's kind of gray and um everything is difficult okay so basically i'm i'm suggesting the idea of class war because <laughs> what's happening the reason this island is so great is because venture capitalism <laughs> the people on this island are taking all the good from the poor people on the outskirts of the island all of that fruit all of that loveliness they are just taking it all and living in absolute luxury and everyone is sick of looking at this perfect looking island with these horrible people on it and i think it's kind of like how do i describe it it's like an anti-horror movie where the scary bit is the good people getting to the bad people so that they can absolutely take back what is theirs. I'm making this extremely dramatic. I just read an article about Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk that oh, really fired so me up this morning. Behind. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just pop in now if there's a big uh, splotch with the editing. Uh, my roommate was hoovering. <laughs> so we had to stop for about... 10 minutes um so it gave me <laughs> tons of time yeah it just to research it gave <laughs> no it gave me more time to get odd about jeff bezos and um elon musk because that's what's inspiring this visual like i see scaly bones i see a nice mansion i'm ready for um to eat the rich um so i think this is about a nice island in the center of a not so nice place where people are struggling and working hard and i think they're going to eat the rich and then good, they're good right old on. cannibalism right get rid of get rid of the one percent they're gonzo and then there were none agatha christie i couldn't have said it better so and then there were none so eventually they finished eating the rich and then have to eat one another because no, they've been, they've been no. hooked to human flesh no 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 <laughs> there were no rich people <laughs> See, girl, you have to specify. <laughs> there just, was no one percent. Cannibalism just takes over, just wipes out the human no. race. You're not listening. <laughs> I only want Jeff Bezos to be eaten. <laughs> That's it. It's our title. <laughs> If Nikki ever writes a book, that's the title. Teeny <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Mac. Um, well, um, the book is quite dark. 
How's Eric on a scale of one to my uh, book? Well, I, I looked, I did research and all that, and I'll get into my research in a bit, but um, I wrote out like uh, what the book's about. So uh, there is no cannibalism. Okay. <laughs> Nikki, that's worrying. <laughs> You're disappointed that there's no cannibalism. But see, if there is Jeff Bezos, but there is no cannibalism, then I'm disappointed. There is if no Jeff no... Bezos. Okay, that's fine. Because I don't okay. think he wasn't alive when this book was written. Okay, so the book was written in 1939 um, by Agatha Christie. And it's actually her most best-selling book oh. of all time. Yeah, which I didn't realize this was her you know, best-selling book. And it is one of the best-selling crime novels or crime fiction in the world. Nice. And is regularly, oh regularly put into the top 10 or top five best crime novels to read so um it tells the story of eight people are invited for a weekend away on a private island <gasps> i um, got private island yeah right. um off the coast of devon which devon is supposed to be very beautiful um they're all from really really different backgrounds they've never met so they're all strangers so you have to from the start you see red flags you're like none this of you know like each other and what makes it even weirder is none of them know their hosts. The hosts are these eccentric um, millionaires. Um, is it and... like The Bachelor? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so they arrive on this island and the hosts aren't there. So they're greeted by a butler and housekeeper. And they're told that um, their hosts, Ulick Norman Owens and Una Nancy Owens, will arrive later. Um, so the eight of them, they're, I wrote down their professions, like they're really varied. There's a doctor, butler, housekeeper, judge, um, and kind of pretty much an aristocrat who doesn't have a job, um, a general, an elderly woman, a former police inspector, um, a mercenary, and a former governess. So mm. really, really, really different backgrounds. So they go into the house and it's you know beautiful mansion on this deserted island and in each of their rooms and in pretty much nearly every room in the in this house is a framed copy of a nursery rhyme called 10 little soldiers oh. um so at dinner that night the guests still have the well the hosts haven't arrived uh the guests sit around and they notice that there's 10 soldier figurines on the table um, they dismiss it and, you know, have their dinner. And then during drinks, uh, this record suddenly starts playing. And on the record, this voice is telling them that each one of them is guilty of murder. Oh and, my God, it's so... And each of them, <laughs> they list why they're guilty and who they potentially murdered. Um, so they quickly realise they've been tricked and they can't leave the island because... Um, the deliveries have stopped coming and they've been told there's there's oh, no contact to the mainland so, so they're much. completely just you know freaking out um so anyway each of them begins to be murdered off one by one um, oh my god this literally <laughs> is saw have you ever seen and, Saw? no i haven't but <gasps> oh my god they they each get killed in a similar way to the nursery rhyme, which I'll read out the nursery rhyme, but I will talk about its very mm. problematic uh, beginnings. Um, oh. So it is the, yeah, so they get really, really paranoid 
and you know they each you know suspect another of murder and the smaller the group gets the worse it gets to be among them and you know they're trying to hope that someone will arrive and rescue them um mm. so <clears throat> researching this book I read it after there was a BBC adaption of this book um, made in 2016 I think um, and it's an amazing uh, BBC adaption um, it's got a great cast Charles Dance, Aidan Turner, um, Sam Neill, Miranda Richardson, um, Toby Stevens, Anna Maxwell Martin like an amazing amazing cast and I read the book then about a year after watching that because I was like, oh, I thought it was adapted from a play. It wasn't. It was actually a book. And maybe, the, maybe as well, that might be why it's her bestseller because sure, isn't Mousetrap just a play? Yeah. Yeah, um, so that makes sense. I have Well, I think the, after, after it was published, it was made into a movie, I think, in 1940. So, you know, but it is, it's, a, it's an interesting plot, you know. Um, mm. And Agatha Christie is well known for her red herrings and really big twists. Um, so after researching the book, I quickly came across some incredibly problematic material that I hadn't known about when I read it originally. It wasn't You gotta read us the nursery rhyme. I'm gonna have to read the nursery rhyme, but I'm gonna have to talk about the problematic stuff first because okay. it does deal with the nursery rhyme. So <clears throat> the original title is not, and then there were none. The original title is actually racist. Oh. Yeah, and that re really, I was dumbstruck when I read that. Um, you can still find um, the original cover for this book online. I had to actually really, that's why it took me so long to find a cover that actually didn't oh. mention two of the previous titles because I'll get into it. So, <clears throat> oh God. So the original title is racist and I only found that out when discovering and researching the background of the book um, to give a little bit more context um, it was published with that original title in the UK girl I just googled what the original title was yeah. like it, it's 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 oh I, my I god couldn't believe it. yeah oh it's, my god I just googled it oh it's um a derogatory so term um the worst derogatory term to use in a in a at all like, and the fact honest, that that was published. I'd actually recommend Google it and. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's no words. There's, there's no words for it. So um, oh when it was brought God. to the US to be published because she was such a well-known author, they thankfully said, we can't probably publish this with the, that title. It's too inflammatory. It's, it's you know, um, so someone saw sense, like but, but no, but, 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 what do they do? They changed it to, yes, it's still a racist title. So if, if you look at other versions, it, it's bad. Oh, wait, um, I want to find the other, other title. Um, so that was in 1940s in the United States by the Dodd Mead and Company publishing company. Um, so she defended it right up until her death using that title which oh I see the other title me. yeah which really disappoints me that she defended it and didn't apologize at all isn't um, it crazy that she's put on such 
a massive high pedestal Mm -hmm. and because I remember you asking me had I read this book and I said no and then you were like oh I actually started researching and it's really problematic like that information isn't out there oh no like I'm sorry like we're not going to repeat anything of what I've just read on Google but like please go and educate yourself because educate yourself because I was I was really 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 shocked so this this poem is based on some song written by Frank Green as far as I could tell and yeah it uses that derogatory term throughout um and it was later changed um in the book and yeah so I can read the poem um it's with the edit with the ed- obviously with the edit um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah just to give an idea of what the deaths are like but I would say you know I wouldn't say that I'm supporting Agatha Christie right now I I chose this book before I researched and then when I did do the research I decided I'm going to still do it because I think this needs to be discussed I can't believe that I didn't know that about Agatha Christie Mm. because that's a huge, huge thing. And I think for people not to talk about it is really like, I'm glad you chose it and I'm glad I know that now. Mm. No, um, yeah, I kind of did it as kind of telling other people about it. And so hopefully people don't get upset or angry with us about it. Um, It was purely from discussing like the absolutely horrific origins of this book that I had no previous knowledge of and finding out and just being crushed because you know she is idolized and you expect it better no I I think I think you're right to choose this and to give it a bit of airtime because I think the best thing we can do to move forward and stop this these issues from being normal and being Mm -hmm thing in this world or to educate ourselves on even with the book titles um the or sorry the book covers that I was trying to look for to send you a, a photo of I had to really search very hard for one that didn't reference one of the previous versions oh um especially the one that the Americans chose to change it to um because I didn't want to share that on our our Instagram page Mm. Um, I would have edited it and cropped it but I just felt no I have to find mm. a version that doesn't make any reference to that and I couldn't promote it so this is not a book promotion really it's talking about a book and finding out how problematic it is um, so yeah I can read the poem um, the edited version um, so the title was changed to the actual very last line of this poem. So it's called Ten Little Soldier Boys. Ten little soldier boys went out to dine. One choked his little self and then there were nine. Nine little soldier boys stayed up very late. One overslept himself and then there were eight. Eight little soldier boys traveling in Devon. One said he'd stay there and then there were seven. Seven little soldier boys chopping up sticks. One chopped himself in half, and then there were six. Oh shit! Yeah, and more um, violent as a goal. Oh, it's it's <laughs> very violent. Seven little soldier boys. Um, sorry, six little boy soldier boys playing with a hive. A bumblebee stung one, and then there were five. 
Five little soldier boys going through a door. One stubbed his toe and then there were four. Four little oh, soldier that's me boys. Last, last week. <laughs> um, four little soldier boys going out to sea. A red herring swallowed one and then there were three. Three little soldier boys walking in the zoo. A big bear hugged one and then there were two. Two little soldier boys sitting in the sun. One got frizzled up and then there was one. One little soldier boy left all alone. He went and hanged himself and then there were none. Oh, shit. Oh, my it's, God. It's a very dark, it's a very, very, very dark nursery rhyme slash pop. Oh, my God, I got chills. What um, the fuck is this? So, yeah, and that's the edited version. Um, so, yeah. So that's that's kind of um, hints at their deaths through through the book. So you can tell some of them are incredibly violent. Um, but yeah, I'm just I'm really disappointed in the background of the book and disgusted by it, really. So I wouldn't say go out and read it, probably. Mm. Um, you know what? Go and watch Saw. <laughs> there is a recommendation instead. Um, yeah. Um, it's really funny the parallels just for just for Becca and if you haven't watched Saw you can definitely see they took inspiration directly from this book oh. Saw is about a guy uh, John Kramer mm-hmm. who is diagnosed with um, terminal cancer and is really frustrated at all the wrongdoing in the world and all the bad people who are being given these long healthy lives who are using it to do bad things and he takes um, he takes like the movies, there's like eight movies. And I think there's even more now, even though they've wrapped up the original story, they're like relaunching it. And it's crap. But um, they take uh, different uh, people who are like in John's eyes doing bad things. So some of them are problematic. Some of them are uh, drug addicts who are risking their lives. And he's it's anyone who he feels is either taking advantage of the life they have or they're using it to um, abuse other people and he puts them in these horrific traps that they have to try and escape and uh, otherwise they die so it's that they have to fight for their life and it's this whole like kind of moral kind of like obviously he's just a bad person and it's Mm -hmm. he gets a kick out of that and that's not good but it's this whole moral compass of some of the people that have survived have like claimed that he really helped them because they've like changed their life around and it's this really twisted story that spans over eight movies and it's really like it's it's a really it starts off brill and really interesting and fascinating and then they get a new director in the middle and like four and five and six are kind of shit and then they get a new one at the end and it's okay but um they definitely took they took inspo from this it's Like the second you explained it, I was like, saw. Um, I'm probably not going to watch that because I feel like it's a horror and I'm I'm just, no, oh, I, I don't oh, deal well with those. It's like, um, I used to be, I used to do special effects makeup when I was a teenager um, and zombies, gore, all it's of that It's just going stuff, through your and... cool Alfred Hitchcock, Hitchcock oh, yeah. phase, do you know, like. Girl, like me wanting to be like, oh. I loved Saw because I loved that it could scare me. I love that there was actual story and it because there's another movie called Hostel, which is kind of that kind of whole like blood and guts kind of thing. And it's it's crap. Saw, I I I, I, squee- I like I squirm when I watch it now. But back mm. then, the 
like the newfound techniques into like cinematography and like um like all of that makeup and stuff yes it's really stomach kerning and really hard to watch but there's really there's amazing makeup artists on the set of that movie like amazing so it depends like if you're if you have a strong stomach and you want to investigate like it's one of the founding films of like new age horror as well mm. it's wow. one of the first to kind of have a, a continuous story weaving that isn't just a slasher movie but uh it's definitely not for the rebecca-minded people of this world <laughs> no the people that you know get scared you know very easily yeah. like no and is this book scary no 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 it's, it's supposed to be kind of like that um psychological thriller you know mm. that you you really left guessing right up until the very end about who the killer is um yeah so it's it is it is when i read it i really enjoyed it um the bbc adaption was great but i don't think i could support the book at all or the author no i no, don't think i'd want this. to buy it now i don't think i'd um, want to buy it so yeah. just go and watch the rip off so as far as i know it's not problematic but it probably is probably something <laughs> let's just get into your book um wait you gotta see... review it no that was it <laughs> no 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 i mean like so because we we did this in episode one we didn't do it in the last one out of 10 so unbelievably now this title was still used up until 1980 in britain up till then yeah it was in uh 1985 that um they republished the book with um a previous 1963 version um so yeah that's really shocking and i was disgusted learning that and i you read so many to the book and i'm shook i'm i'm so disgusted um when i was doing research i read so many articles um with people commenting on it and her great great grandson I think made a comment about the the change of title because there are people on different forums and that that will say that it should be published with that original title because that's what no, Agatha, Agatha Christie wanted and no it shouldn't because it doesn't hurt you but it does hurt others um oh that's like yeah. I I get like I know there are arguments about um, preserving history, mm. but having that title uh, in a bookshelf. It's wrong. That's now, crazy. In her comments <laughs> defending it, she defended it even, I think, in her autobiography um, that was published in the 1970s, if I remember rightly. She said that she was taking this title from a poem from a nursery rhyme. That's why I'm not reading the nursery rhyme till after, and I'm oh, reading the yeah. edited version. Um, okay. So that's why she was using it as an art form, and that it didn't have racist connotations. And you can buy the original book, by the way, with the original title for seven thousand dollars. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so her her great great grandson said that no, the book will be edited and will only ever be published with the new title, because whenever the poem is repeated quite often in the book, obviously with the characters dying, um, Joe and numbers dwindling, it's repeated very mm -hmm. often. The, this derogatory term is used 70 times, over Ooh. 70 times in the Agatha original. Agatha girl. 
Oh God. So it's, it was, it was, um, I would say a big, massive shock for me to, to find this out. And I'm, I'm glad I did research it and not, not going oh, in blind God. because I would have been devastated if someone commented or someone shared something after the podcast saying, did you not know that this was problematic? And mm. it really, really shocked me. And I've, I've got a completely different view of it now. Um, and I can't believe people would defend it. Um, Cause I think as well, what I was reading, I couldn't find it now, probably because I don't speak Russian, French or German, but <laughs> apparently in those countries, they still publish it with the original title. Oh God, we are so behind. And that is shocking. Do you know, you expect so much more for it being 2020, but yes, do you know? Um, and that is such an easy decision to make, to say, no, this is derogatory. This is insulting, just completely racially wrong. And yes. And the thing is, is it's not adding anything. Like you're not yeah. taking anything away other than the bad if yeah. you take those words out. I, I, I can't, you know, if if I review it, people are going to go in and get it. So no. That's true. Yeah. So, so I had a 10. Don't buy it. Yeah. Watch Saw. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to lift you off of it. I'm glad that I chose this book. Okay, good. Um, so this is the only hint I'm going to give you is it's not as, um, as grim. Lovely. <laughs> That, that's in both great. context and the author so i'm going to send you the cover oh it matches my bed sheets i love it very nice so it's the end where we start from megan hunter it's a beautiful cover so it's, it's really nice isn't it it's is gorgeous um so the actual artwork on it is like waves of the sea Mm -hmm. um but they're in kind of more greeny colors rather than blue which is you know lovely um so you can kind of almost imagine that they might be hills as well except for the shape of them do you know that's um, a really nice way of putting it yeah that's really uh, lovely so there's a person with a baby i think when you zoom in in a little boat looks like more like a canoe to be honest <laughs> which these are some rough looking waves yeah. You don't go out in a canoe <laughs> in, in that kind of weather. All right. This is um, bad parental guidance. <laughs> and she's holding the baby. Like there's no effort to like try to stabilize him at all. You know, so. <laughs> He's um, kind of raised above the boat as well. So then there is what I'm going to assume is maybe a lovely castle. I'm getting Hogwarts vibes Ooh. of the first building. And then the second one looks like a bit like a church to be honest with that kind of steeple mm -hmm. thing going up so okay so that's the artwork described to you um if you don't check out our instagram stories it was showing what the books look like <laughs> i like that little subtle plug we're on instagram by the way <laughs> um right to come up with the story this one's a bit harder this week okay yeah i feel like i got i'm getting you back for when you gave me rebecca and I started talking about shepherds, sky, whatever. Um, okay. <laughs> this is my revenge. I'm going to go with it's about this woman on the boat with her baby in the canoe. <laughs> Questionable. 
<laughs> travel <laughs> decision. <laughs> Questionable <Gosh>. parenting. <laughs> You know, um, so I'm going to say this is kind of almost a fairy tale kind of story. Oh, yeah. So they are. I'm seeing leaving their country because there is some hardship going on. Okay. And the mother wants the best life possible for this child. And that's their end is them leaving this country looking for something better. And they're going to this kind of magical kingdom where they hope that you know um they'll do much better and have a much better life so that explains questionable transport because that's all that's available and she has to go otherwise she might be caught and brought back so it's a really really rocky night and rocky as in sylvester stallone no (laughs) (laughs) i'm editing that out bold no it's staying in <laughs> no it's it's rocky there's loads of waves and i'm gonna say tragedy happens and the mother gets brought overboard and doesn't <gasps> survive it's a disney movie <laughs> it's a jacqueline wilson book it's she she doesn't survive and the baby makes it to the shore and there she's brought up by I'm going to say it's going to be like um you know that uh the Prince of Egypt movie where the baby arrives cool. in the reeds into the castle it's the same oh here <laughs> the baby you know goes around that moat that goes around the castle and is brought in to the king queen and is she's raised yeah so yeah. she's she's raised as theirs but they never tell her the truth about how she was you know found and she leads this wonderful life but really you know she she wants to do more with her life and she eventually reads some i'm going to say there's newspapers you know some kind of chronicle of that time that depicts what happens that night that a woman's body was found drowned and they believe it to be this baby's mother um and that she was raised which had been kept secret from her for years by her adoptive parents such lovely stories so meanwhile i'm like kill the rich (laughs) you talked about cannibalism girl (laughs) there had to be some kind of comeback from that so she's she's torn apart by this that they've lied to her for years and they couldn't tell her the truth about her her birth mother and um she wants to find out more about her history and she works you know with the family she's in she has the resources to research and find out where she comes from and it's the story of her finding out her heritage and discovering hopefully other family and it's a a start of a new beginning for her so yeah. I love this. Thank oh, you. you always make it so magic. And you know what? I really like, like when I'm going to tell you this, there's a lot of links. Uh-huh. But it, it's really weird. It's when you were speaking, there'd be a link and I'd be like, oh, it's like you're not close to what's happening. <laughs> but you're on a really similar vein. Okay. And it's really cool. So the end we start from, it is the best premise to a book I've ever heard. 
So it's about a woman who gives birth right as the world is ending. So it's amazing. So the end is the world, but the start is obviously this mother and this baby. And I think, oh my God, immediately I was like, I have to read this. It's such a simple and beautiful idea. Mm -hmm. So the way they write it on the back of the book, what made me pick it up, this was one of the ones in Waterstones that um, was right by the counter. And it's as footwaters close over London, a woman gives birth to her first child, dot, dot, dot. Mm. That's it. So this book is about a mother um, who gives birth to a baby boy right as biblical floods start to take over London. So they have to evacuate their house. They go for a while living on hills, but they're running out of resources. And it's this really dystopian story with cutaways to really organic moments between a mother and her, her son mm-hmm. and how this everyone around this woman is panicking and thinking it's the end, but she can't help but feel really overjoyed that she has this baby. Mm-hmm. And she's worrying about the world she's brought him into, but she's really happy he's here. And mm. it's, oh, I love it so much. I read this in one sitting. It's not that long. And there, I think the reason I love it is I kind of, I tend to like writers who are less literal and more um, descriptive. Mm-hmm. Well, not descriptive, more, um, I like when people write from heart instead of mind, when it's, it's about the feeling rather than the content. And this book is written in really short prose. So I'm going to show Becca the length of the prose, but basically they are all, there's about maybe three paragraphs of oh, wow. two sentences. Okay. Yeah. And then in between, every time the time shifts a little bit, you get these three stairs and it, you could get, you could get a time shift about three times on a page. It's absolutely beautiful. So the book moves really, really nicely. And it's it's really cool the way she writes it because all of the high impact moments that are like, this happened and like, oh my God, there's no food and we have to leave. They can happen as fast as this mother just talking about how much she loves her baby. Um, it's really interesting. In the beginning, I began to panic because each of the characters are named after one letter. So there's the narrator who is the mother, um, her husband or... They have a friend called S. They have a friend called J. I was going, oh, geez, how am I going to keep an eye on all these people? Because I really would struggle with that. Like, I'm, I do, I've never been diagnosed with dyslexia, but my mom is convinced. <laughs> um, and I was, I was panicking. I was like, I'm not going to like this at all. But the fact that it was written in prose kind of grabbed me because I really, really love poetry a lot. Like, almost more than I love um, books sometimes. And then her baby, they call him Zed and it's, or Z. I, I kind of refer to him as Z, but whatever. And in the book, um, the, the way they name him, they say, um, Percy, Woody, Zeb, he sings at the window. London swims out in front of him, darkly reflective. The boy jerks his head on the last syllable and this decides us. Z, we call him. Z, we hum, hoping it will make him a sleeper. Isn't that That's actually lovely. It's so lovely. And I have a couple of my favorite quotes just because, oh, 
I just adore this book. I love it so, so much. I've read it so many times in so many different sittings. I remember the first time I read it was, um, I think I was sitting in my garden right after a breakup. I think like the day after I was sitting in my garden and I had my my two dogs at my side and I just read this and neither me or the dogs moved for the three hours. We were just totally content and I just loved it. And I remember the only times I put it down were to send uh, Chloe a message about a lyric or about a like I call them lyrics when I'm reading it because it's so gorgeous. Mm. It's not like sentences. It really is like lyrics. So there's a lovely one here where she says, um, there are so many different kinds of quiet and only one word for them. The quiet in this house has matured from quiet as lack of noise to something else. A textured, grainy quiet, a thickness to stumble through. Because the house wow. gets very awkward and everyone's arguing a lot. Um, there's another one here. And like the way she writes the high intensity moments are just as thought provoking as the moments where nothing's happening at all. And she says, we are told not to panic. The most panic inducing instruction known to man. That's like real girls, real uh, polite apologies and all that lives beneath them is another line. Oh, wow. She Megan Hunter is the author and she is just a beautiful writer. I'd say um, this is the only book I've read from her. I think this was her debut novel. I'm, I need to look into if she has another book out because I'll be buying it immediately. I really am so in love with this. Uh, I have to rent it or I have to rent it. I have to read it like mm. 20 out of 20, like absolutely beautiful. Um, some of the, the review on the very top is by um, Naomi Alderman, mm -hmm. uh, who wrote The Power. And it says engrossing, compelling and finally hopeful. Wow. No, it sounds yeah, it fun. sounds amazing, you know. Um, yeah, and you hit a lot of similar notes. Like I actually never noticed the woman and the baby on the cover until he said it. And I feel did so you not? Never I noticed like that the was couple. that was after I know you know, I was like, is it hills or is it waves? Do you know? And mm. after hearing now that, you know, taken over by biblical style floods and yeah. they're living on hills for a while, it almost submerges and I see that why they chose the color green instead of blue for the waves um yeah and they might have really that might have been considered and then when you kind of were bringing it to like Moses and all this it's like, oh and it is kind of it, it has those kind of like been other layers that like mm -hmm. this is like an end of times thing and they're kind of going is this because like it's like every character in the book is trying to figure out why this is happening and how to get through it. And this mother is so in love with her son that she's just she's content to live through whatever she needs to live through because mm. she's got the baby by her side and it's whatever life she can give him as long as she's with yeah. him. And it really is so lovely. Mm, and and like there's a there's a moment where she does kind of worry for her baby and she says the scenarios for his death are the most vivid daydreams I've ever had so it doesn't stay like um kind of one note positive for the whole thing mm. but the love is there for the entire book and it is such a special read uh I couldn't recommend it more um You'd read it in a sitting, you'd pick it back up again. It's a really nice book for even, you know, if you have a coffee table yeah, and you kind of only tend to flick through a book, even for then it's perfect. It's great for reading a story, for just reading some nice 
lyrics as I want to mm-hmm. call them because they're too good to be sentences it's but amazing. I think as well it's very apt for the time that we're living in do you know when you see people saying they're worried about having kids because of the world that we're living in do you know that's really um, true with um global warming with um you know illnesses and that you know covid um with um everything political you know there's a lot of people who are incredibly worried and I think that probably captures it very well yeah it does and there's moments where she almost like lulls on the idea of am I being selfish because her husband might come back with bad news and might be panicking and she can't really comfort him because she's had a lovely day with Mm. the baby on top of this hill playing in the grass even though the world around them is totally desolate and there's people dying and she's just making the most of the life she can have Mm. and I love it so much oh I adore it it makes me emotional I spot it on my shelf and I'm almost sad I'm like I don't have the time to pick this up today because I won't do anything else for the whole day other than sit and be in awe so so no it sounds it sounds a gorgeous like a gorgeous book um Mm -hmm. again probably one I'm gonna have to add to my must read list (laughs) after all the ones that I have to read you know for this podcast (laughs) Um, you will read this one very quickly yeah you really, no, really sounds, will. It sounds gorgeous. And I think it's a, it's a nice uplifting note after my very... <laughs> just, mm, you know, how to describe my book, do you know? Um, glad you did it, though. I think we needed that. And I'm also glad the order this worked on. That we're yeah, ending on <laughs> we're ending on an uplifting note, which was needed. <laughs> um, and... You all have homework now. You can all go and read this book and message us on Instagram and tell us how wonderful it is. Uh, the end we start from, and as we were saying last week, I'm really into this idea of female authors. It was one of those books I picked up when that was my mission to fill my bookshelf. I found my favorite books in the last few years have been have been new age female writers and like, oh, women are going to take over the literary world. They're amazing. Like I, I just, oh, I'm reading the, the the reviews on the back of this book and I'm just like, yeah, girl, I was moved, terrified, uplifted, sometimes all three at once, like dead right. At least, you know, your reviews on that book match your experience because the amount of books that I've picked up, read reviews by an author that I have, you know, enjoyed reading. They're like, okay, maybe it's a similar style. Read the blurb. You're like, oh, that's interesting. You'll pick it up, you bring it home, you start reading it and then, you know sometimes it's very quick sometimes it takes a little while you, you give them a chance but you know sometimes you could be halfway through and you're there going this is crap <laughs> <laughs> I'm wading through shit right now this is utter garbage Lee child you know? why you gotta do me wrong like that and recommend <laughs> this piece of crap but yeah so um we should probably wrap up the podcast um so cannibalism cannibalism is bad just is that the title (laughs) (laughs) episode three cannibalism is bad in case anyone didn't know it's that or hot mess (laughs) oh no i think it's like somewhere along the lines of like (laughs) eat the rich (laughs) 
oh no girl i'm not titling the episode eat the rich no <laughs> sorry you can't play with the ideas of the podcast title is going to be cannibalism is bad or eat the rich <laughs> like you're promoting two different ideas there okay you're promoting two different messages and cannibalism is bad unless <laughs> no <laughs> Uh, cannibalism is bad dot 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 <laughs> yeah that's it that's the one <laughs> cannibalism is bad all right we're, we're just gonna say that before people come yeah. at us being like are you Alfred fish <laughs> like what's wrong with you <laughs> um do you know like no um so uh no <laughs> um but yeah that is episode three of the grim reader Thank you for listening to episode three with the Grim Readers. Um, hopefully you enjoyed it. Um, it if was you want f- more, come <laughs> follow us on Instagram. And Twitter. Rebecca, what chord was that? Not a clue. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do music theory anymore. We're beyond. Am I working stuff out by ear anymore? No. Uh, no. no. Got the masters now. That's it. <laughs> There's no money in, in ear training. Um. But uh, yeah, it was an interesting episode. Very uh, deep um, <laughs> at first. Yeah. But, I think uh, maybe our order in future, we need to, like, if you have a book that's going to have like a crash landing kind of a realization like yours did today, I think you're just going to have to take it and go, yeah, I'm going to go first. <laughs> so, yeah. So if people complain about the order that we go in some weeks, it's because one of us has chosen a very 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 heavy book one of us is being a downer <laughs> no offense <laughs> no I'm really really glad you picked that book I think oh. um so I, uh I'm living oh, up to my title offended. of I, I'm living up to my title of Grim <laughs> I'm living up to my title of reader <laughs> non-descript Chloe reader. is the, <laughs> um <laughs> that will join us eventually but yeah so episode three, um, hopefully I'll, I'll aim to pick a more um, optimistic book for next oh, week. Yeah, and guys, send us uh, recommendations, ideas. We want to hear it. Even if you just want to tell us, I hate at the end where we start from, so I can promptly block you. That'd be fine. The aim <laughs> is not to block unless you know, you're um, incredibly rude hateful or say something disgusting Jeff Bezos. and uh <laughs> um but yes do send us book recommendations we would be interested in any um no matter the genre um but yeah and uh yes do follow us on instagram and twitter um instagram and twitter um we post some highlights and some you know behind the scenes and some you know sneak peeks into episodes um people try and use our platform to promote their own podcasts without looking at ours (laughs) and that's really nice yeah it's great when like under a twitter you know post there's like three or four (laughs) promotions for something else and you're like hey it's just (laughs) my promo promo." (laughs) Um, but yeah so uh yeah hopefully you enjoyed and uh We'll see ye next time. Or well, we won't see. <laughs> we'll see each other next time. Whoa. Cue Katie's amazing music as an outro. Well.